whenever you're ready. Oh my God. <laughs> Jessica. I've never been called a fox. <laughs> Dana. That's a classy name for a Harry. I like it classic. Okay. Do you? <laughs> Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. Sure. Out with the bad and in with the good, motherfuckers. That's right. Jessica. Dana. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. I am Dana Powell. I'm Jessica Young. And, and we, we are, are here, here to, to rant, rant and rave. Jessica. Yes. Oh, no. She's holding it. <laughs> Where do you get all of these mouths on a stick? <laughs> They're like photo booth props, right? Well, no, because no. But I mean, I guess they could be, obviously. I just like to keep it. And it's really good for just online use. I don't really ever, I don't think I've ever brought it out in public. Why are you saying it? Because I know for a fact <laughs> you have more than one. Because you put one up when I was talking to Helen yesterday. Yes, there's the other one. This they're one's all, really creepy. I mean, they're all creepy. They're Who am all I kidding? creepy mouths on a stick that you hold in front of your face. <laughs> And they, they do not look real, which I think is even more horrifying. Yeah, they look like somebody's coming to murder you. <laughs> <laughs> like you walked right out of a Ryan Murphy show. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, well, Jessica, Dana and I just had a very uplifting conversation. Oh, my God, you guys. I just ruined Jessica's whole day. No. <laughs> No, but we should tell people what it is. I don't know that I've mentioned it on here before. No, I don't think so. I don't know why, because usually we say what we're watching. Yeah. I just finished the limited series on A&E about the secrets of Playboy or the secrets behind Playboy. <sighs> oh, people. <laughs> you got to be strong to watch it. You do. It's so heartbreaking. It is mm -hmm. so astonishing. You know, I think a lot of people think, Oh, those women are stupid. They knew what they were signing up for. They really didn't. Right. It it was really so horrible, and it was all under the guise of. Also, does anyone sign up for torture? No, because there was a lot of torture, a lot of rape, a lot of drugging, a lot of be quiet or you'll lose everything. Um, and it was you know they had many shadow mansions they called them where these old friends of his would invite models to come live while they pursued their careers. That's not what was happening. So um, but, you know, now that he's gone, a lot of this is coming out. But mm -hmm. the, the effects of it, those who are still alive are feeling the effects of it horribly. And they're shamed yeah. constantly, even though he's the one that did the bad things. And then there was a lot of death that I, I didn't realize revolved around a lot of the playmates. Oh, um, I didn't know that either. Of course, there were the big ones that hit the news, like Dorothy Strathane was killed by her strange husband. But she was tortured at the house, too. Anyway. In light of what is going on in our country, Oof. for those of us not in our country, they are overturning Roe versus Wade. And Jessica and I don't get political. This is not a political podcast, but what is happening is scary. And yeah. I would say if you're a woman, it might be a good idea to watch that Playboy documentary. Even I'm not a sex worker. I never have been. I'm certainly, I don't want to get nude in front of myself, let alone a camera. <laughs> 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 but it was shocking to me it made me realize that somewhere in the back of my brain mm -hmm. i had judged those women mm -hmm. um whether i said it out loud or not my thoughts were 
you know what you're signing up for. Um, that's not the case. It's really not. You know, the twins who were his last girlfriends, they did an interview with them and they legitimately thought they were signing up to be his, quote, girlfriends for the show. Right. And it was an acting, you know, and mm-hmm. that was not the case. And it became yeah. very clear, aggressively, very quickly. And there was no choice. They lived there. They were prisoners there almost. So anyway, it's a rough watch. It's a real rough watch. And all of the things that he kept, you know, that they signed contracts, media for his, that he can do as he sees fit. When he passed away, all the videotapes from parties, all the pictures, everything were loaded onto a boat, sent out to sea. And now that stuff pops up as advertisement lures for people to come to porn sites. And the women who are in these images have zero legal power mm-hmm. to take their images off of these porn sites. Out now, to see, when, like L. Ron Hubbard. Uh-huh. Because, you know, in they the water, get away with the whatever. law. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, anyway, that's what I jumped on, Jessica, but like 30 minutes of it. <laughs> No, but, and I'm sure this will come up again more and more, but yeah, I mean, we're both, we can leave it at this for now, but we are both horrified and scared with a lot of things. It's just not okay. I think a lot of our listeners also, because we we spoke about her a lot, our friend Molly Hockey, Mm -hmm. who did a podcast called Sperncast. She was single and wanted to have a baby and was looking for a donor. Uh, she did eventually get pregnant, mm-hmm. and there was a medical issue with the baby. Yeah, and she a major. Had major. That would have been painful for the child and, and ended in, in death very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, she couldn't even terminate that pregnancy. She had to go to another state. She had to walk through lines of people calling her a murderer, and all she has wanted is a baby. Yeah, It was so painful for her. Mm-hmm. And I can't help, like, whatever my moral beliefs are or whatever my choice is, is fine for me because that's my body. Right. Do not tell someone what they can do with their bodies or can't do. We don't do that to men. Men have no laws on their bodies. Well, I read something amazing the other day, and I'm like, I've always thought this. Um, Vasectomies, number one, are reversible. Reversible. So somebody, you know, it's like you haven't ever heard that before, but somebody wrote, okay, how about we start having all men, I don't remember what they said, age 18, 16, whatever, all men as of age, blah, 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 uh, have a vasectomy. And then when they are deemed psychologically and financially able to support having a child with someone, they can have that vasectomy reversed. Mm-hmm. That would never happen. And of course, but no, that- of course it wouldn't, it's so controlling, but it's like, Oh, that sounds to crazy to people. Right. But I mean, Not you know what I'm saying? They're about to ban IUDs in Missouri. Yeah, that means birth control. you're not even allowed to prevent it. <laughs> and I don't want to hear your arguments about this is a life uh, and adoption and foster care. First of all, I yeah. know many people who were adopted or in foster care. Those children are abused and they go from family mm-hmm. to family with mm-hmm. trash bags. Yes. That has everything they own in it. A trash bag. What? I have a friend that lived that life. It's real. It's not news stories. Right. How would you feel if everything you owned, first of all, fit in a trash bag? 
but it was also so not important to anyone that they just gave you a trash bag to, sh- to carry your life. Mm-hmm. In. I'm yeah. sorry. They take away assistance to single mothers. They don't want to give assistance to foster care and things like, like, I just don't, it's not about the babies because when the babies are no. born, you don't want to take care of them. Correct. This is about control. It's handmaid's tale, whatever. We should stop talking because we're not a political podcast. We're going to go nuts. We're going to go nuts. We will. But just, (laughs) I mean, we we are not a political podcast and that's why we don't talk about these things. But make no mistake, Jessica and I are curious about what is going on in our country and it's just dead wrong. It's wrong. I mean, I'm not making any threat. I'm serious. This is not like a blind uh, threat or like proclamation, but... I will tell you that uh, my head has been reeling because I said if this ever happened, that this would be uh, when I moved back to Canada. So this is happening. So um, I'm really having a, a lot of thoughts about that because I well, said if this day ever comes, I I won't stay in this country and it's coming. So I'm just really reeling about all of this and trying to limit uh, some of my reading and my news watching well, at this time. Yeah. <laughs> And Not to be uninformed, but for my own sanity. Well, I think a lot of people have had to do that lately, especially depending where you live. Like, I know someone yeah. that lives in a small town mm-hmm. where there's no debate. There's no discussion. They just scream at you. And she yeah. said, I can't handle it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to change their mind. They vilify you. They yes. scream at your face. And so I just keep my mouth shut. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine living that way. No. Um. You know, I'm I'm pretty outspoken in a firecracker. We try to keep the political stuff off of our show, but I felt like this needed to at least be mentioned. Yes. And if anyone wants to adopt me and my family in another country, I may be looking for a way out. <laughs> <laughs> you can live in the basement. <laughs> Just kidding. We can get a two-level home and we can flip a coin. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, okay. if I may. Mm-hmm. Can I share something really beautiful before yes. we move on? Just to kind Do of get it. that taste out of our mouth. But I yeah. will say on A&E, Secrets Behind Playboy, mm-hmm. it might be something women need to watch. Mm-hmm. Because that was always painted as, no, the women have the power. We're, they are in control of their sexuality. Mm-hmm. It's feminism. It's, you know, all these. Not the case. So you may, may want to take a look uh, right. to see how we would be fooled again over and over. Right? Right. So. Yeah, uh, Sunday was Mother's Day, Mm -hmm. and I did not go through my son's backpack, (laughs) (laughs) and he made me a card. When he went to school yesterday, he gave it to me. He was like, you forgot your card. So that was lovely. I want to just Oh, my God. It's a little out of paper. It's a flower bouquet, yes. And so he drew on the little flowers and made a little uh, wrap around it. And then each one of the flowers says something different. So read it. Please, can I read them? And yes. I have, I have, this is not Brad. I can't believe you didn't send me a picture of this. It's so cute. I will because it's the cutest. But it, this is not brags on me as a mom. And I'll get to that once I finish telling you the <laughs> amazing things that my child wrote. Because I think our perception of ourselves as parents and people mm-hmm. is obviously skewed always. Sure. And to see myself through my son's eyes, Aww. it's going to make me emotional. <laughs> I love that. Okay. My mom is the best because she makes grilled cheese. Oh. Now, 
he loves grilled cheese. Okay. And there was a, there was a learning curve because I didn't make it like daddy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, he tells me, you know, you're not a good cook. Right. And I'm like, I do. Yeah, I do. Um, I beat myself up. (laughs) My kid likes very specific things. Like he goes through phases. Like he's been in a grilled cheese phase for about a Mm -hmm. month. You know, it was a pizza phase for a while. He goes, whatever. I always say to myself, you're such a bad mom. You just, all you make your son for dinner is one thing for weeks at a time. A grilled cheese on the oven. Really? That's all you can manage for your kid, Dana. I beat myself up about it. He praised me Mm -hmm. for it. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, it's so cute. My mom rocks. She works so hard. Jessica? I have been in such a funk and I have said, I tell my son when I do my self tapes or I'm recording my podcast or Mm -hmm. whatever, I do say mommy has to work. Mommy has to work because Mm -hmm. these things are my job, but it doesn't, I feel invalidated constantly because I don't get paid for my work. Yesterday I spent from seven 30 in the morning till one o'clock in the afternoon, getting some self tapes in Mm -hmm. just auditions, just for the opportunity at a job Mm -hmm. hours. And then I had to finish all the other things I needed to do before I picked up my son, made him dinner, got him in the shower, all these things, right? But because I don't have a job and get paid for it, Mm -hmm. I always think my son must think I am so lazy that I don't. And he said, my mom rocks. She works hard. He sees me cleaning. He sees me doing my auditions. He sees me recording my podcast. He sees me running around Mm -hmm. to get this and get that and take him here and do that. He sees me work hard. I see myself as a failure. How beautiful that my son can tell me. My mom rocks. She works hard. Mm -hmm. My mom and I like to go places. That touched my heart because I tell myself constantly, I don't do enough with my child. I don't take him to music classes and I don't take him... (laughs) to the beach every week like i see all these other parents that are constantly on the go doing things and going places and i'm like i don't do that it's just first of all not in my nature and you know i'm kind of a homebody whatever but he thinks i do he thinks i take him places it's an, even um, the littlest things are an adventure yes um i let this one gave me tears i love when my mom waters her plants oh he sees that that's important to me and that it brings me joy and peace and he loves it he sees me caring for something Mm -hmm. not just him he sees that i am caring for things and he loves it it's beautiful (sighs) last one and then we'll move on my mom is so nice I would never describe myself as a nice mom. <laughs> but so cute. said that he talks all the time. I also, it's funny because Dan Tipton says to Henry sometimes, because he just rolls his eyes at me all the time, right? And he's like, you know, your mommy gets paid to be funny. And he's like, ugh. Like, he can't believe it. (laughs) But what's so funny is his teachers and his nanny tell me all the time, my mom is so funny, he says. 
It's so cute. See, the things that we don't even know or realize about ourselves. And I love that you kind of found that as a surprise. It was just, just such like, a sweet just, peek into mm-hmm. not Dana's poisoned brain view of who yeah. she is, but my son's yes. view of who I am. And if he thinks that, then there have to be other people that see me differently than I do, too. Of uh, course because i see myself as kind of bitchy pretty lazy constant train wreck uh, <laughs> like none of what that card said mm-hmm. i don't see any of that and in fact even what when i spend time on my plants and stuff i'm like mm-hmm. should i be should i be watching funny animal videos or something with him like <laughs> i feel like it's selfish that i'm doing that but he sees it as something beautiful and giving Anyway, I just thought it was nice. I thought people could maybe relate to it. I love it. Because our inside voices are mean. Mm-hmm. And it's not what we see of ourselves maybe isn't what everybody else sees. Exactly. So anyway, I just wanted to share that. I thought it was so sweet. I love it. Sweet little Henry. Ah, he's a gem and he makes <laughs> me laugh. Well. I will tell you all very quickly how you can write into us. Yes, please. Because we had a deluge of things and we have cycled through them all, y'all. So <laughs> bring them on. Uh, you can always reach out to us on Instagram and Facebook at the Rants and Raves Podcast, on Twitter at Raves underscore the. You can send us a direct email at the Rants and Raves Podcast at gmail.com or go to our website, hit the contact button www.theransonravespodcast.com Now, my rant will be short. <laughs> it's not sweet. And I think I told Dana because I sent her a picture of what I'm about to you reveal. You have and to I, post the picture too. Yes. I said, you need to send show this to Henry. Yes. Um, okay. So I don't know. I can't be the only one. But for the apartment or townhouse dwellers out there if you are a renter do you have an asshole landlord (laughs) probably (laughs) so we could be here all day ranting about all of the issues over the last 16 years yes i could rant about your landlord because of all the things i've heard over the years i told you i think he's a slumlord he no he is it's not even (laughs) it's not he might be he is yes so I'm going to stay really focused. This is uh, dealing with animals in particular. Okay. Now the first time that we had an issue and it was the whole building. Okay. And I live in a real nice neighborhood. My building looks like a tenement uh, structure from the walking dead. It was built, I think in the sixties or the early seventies, they just keep plastering over the termite damage and spraying it with paint every other year. Everybody was having rats. And again, you're thank God don't see them during the day. It's not like they're just running around and they've taken over the place. But number one, there's rats everywhere. I don't care where you live in any corner of the world. In California. I mean, I, Thank God for Ollie who patrols our yard. Yes. Because you'll see a big old rat run across the power lines in California all the time. A hundred percent. Everywhere. Yeah. Right? From yeah. Beverly Hills to yes. the ocean. I mean, they're yeah. literally everywhere. Yeah. So when we had an issue with that a few years ago, I remember calling because I got pissed at Alan. I'm like, 
I'm like, you keep leaving like your burnt crumbs from everything on the, on the stove. And it's really starting to annoy the shit out of me. And he's like, come. it was rat shit. <gasps> it wasn't crumbs. No. <clears throat> and we called a guy from the exterminator company. And he said, he, the first thing he did was look under the kitchen sink. He goes, that's where they're coming in. I'm like, how do you know? Where? He goes, you see that area around your pipes that they didn't close off? He goes, that's lazy work. He said, if there is a hole the size of a quarter, a rat can squeeze through it. Or so my point of- their way through it. I mean, they chew their way through a body. You've heard oh, of yeah. that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Iceman did that to somebody. <laughs> so once gross. And recorded it. My point of saying that is when I called him and I said, nope, it's definitely rats. I've spoken to other people in the building. We could hear them in the walls. They are getting in and they were coming in through the storage lockers in our like carport below the building because that's open air on one side. Mm -hmm. Anyways, this is my landlord. And I quote, well, you know, Jessica, perhaps you came home from work one night and opened the door and a rat ran in and you just didn't see it i said no it no it's not running in when i get home it's not waiting for me to come home and open the door and running in <laughs> and then scurrying out the next time i leave the next day just hiding there waiting and cooks while you're gone and you got fucking ratatouille in your house over okay. there <laughs> He wasn't cooking. He was gnawing through our bags of bread. Uh, and then pooping on your stove. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. It's so gag-inducing. It's beyond. So I'm yeah. just giving you a frame of context. Okay. But we cut to a week ago. You, now, you mentioned on the show. Let's remind the did listeners. Did I? You mentioned that. That I heard something heard and I didn't something know what it was. In the bathroom. Okay. Uh -huh. Yes. Okay. So, y'all. Remember I said it was a very distinct. Yeah. Scratch. Can you hear that? Yes. That's the exact sound I heard. Okay. For a week straight, I lived the telltale heart. Okay. <laughs> I heard scratching. I didn't know what the hell it was. I kept beating on the wall, beating on the ceiling. Then I would turn on the fan. Now I'm not a creep and I wasn't trying to hurt it no matter what it was but i also away. thought yeah like ah yeah. get out of here yeah. uh shoe fly uh well that didn't it what no fly it was okay no fly. <laughs> so i have deduced it's not a bird right birds you'd hear their little feet you'd also hear a little bit of tweeting like you could hear something if it was a bird and it would have to be a small bird okay and bats it are bad. squeaky that's, that's bats, and I've mean. lived with bats before. I had a place that was infested with bats when I was in Ugh. college. I'm very familiar with bats. And you can't kill them. No. And it's like not in Alabama. Anyway. They're the largest uh, predator to the bull weevil. Okay. It's illegal to, to kill. They're all fruit bats anyways. We don't have those vampire bats yeah. that like attack cattle. That's not in this Most bats uh, are harmless, but you can't get rid of them. They're well, they're also great uh, mosquito catchers. Okay. Yeah. That's the way that possums catch ticks. Bats love mosquitoes. So anyways, we cut to that scratching. I call my landlord. I'm like, it's not a bird. 
It's not a squirrel. It would be rustling around. My squirrels talk like Chippendale all day long and run across my roof. I said, look, I don't know what it is, but it's something alive and it's in there. And he's like, but is it constant? And he's like, I said, I don't know. It's the telltale heart. I literally told him that. I told him about the scratching. He told me, turn on the fan. We cut to these men show up. He... One guy gets on the roof. Another guy opens up. I love how I keep turning around looking at I it. Know, another guy, at? <laughs> another guy opens up the fan, pulls it out of the ceiling, and they're like taking a broom and they're just trying to like brush away like all the pine straw and stuff because pine straw had been falling through the vents onto That's my also bathroom not good. toilet. No, I know. So he's like, I can't see it. We can't see anything. And I said, I'm telling you there's something in there or you've got to close off that. Ba- I don't know what to do. All of a sudden the guy gasps and he goes, Oh my God, I see it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and I said, what is it? He goes, I don't know. I think it's a snake. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be honest. I'm scared. I don't either, but I was like, dude, I thought you were going to have some kind of snake wrangler pincers to grab it. Yes. And like a burlap sack that you then have like a slipknot on. Put it in uh, and then go release it in the wild and we're all good. Do you know what he came with? A bag that you get at a convenience store. And he was trying to hold it up. And I said, sir, let me get you a bag and some tape. I got him a full-size trash bag. Yeah, that and you some can't packing just tape. Use a claw and get through. So he can tape it off uh-huh. and hold it th- so that whatever falls in there can fall into the bag and then you can close it up. So he was very appreciative. Anyways, we cut to he catches it. He says, We can't find it. I see the bag and I see it moving. I'm like, Look, I don't know what it is. There's something in there. Please take it down. Go outside. It was an alligator lizard. Which I've never heard. Me neither. They do look like mini alligators. They apparently can have a gnarly bite. Which you said irritates the skin, right? Yes. Some kind of venom. Yes. In their saliva. I don't know. I mean, I know that seems weird. It's like, of course, lizards can climb and all that. But whoever thought a lizard was going to come in through the roof? Like, it was the last thing on my mind, okay? Yes. And live above your toilet. I mean, I started having... I was scared it was going to die, and then there would be maggots. That's where my mind always goes. my head went straight to snakes on a plane. I was imagining every way this thing was going to follow on you. Like, fall on you while you were on the toilet. Oh, God. Please, no. Please, no. (laughs) But even Alan's like, it wouldn't be a snake. Snakes can't climb. I'm like the hell they can't and i looked them up not all species but plenty of them can and i don't hope i ever encounter that now listen i love lizards i own one me too but it wasn't but I, a cute little gecko no, like your murphy cute, it wasn't it wasn't so this was a I, jurassic park uh, spawn something it was it didn't look friendly the picture you showed no 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 <laughs> I did not like it. Anyways. I just felt like it was very important for you to let the listeners know. Yes. What? My, my rant is stop trying to poo-poo something. Oh, because I think I left this out. My landlord said, well, Jessica, this happens all the time. It sounds like a bird has made its nest on the top of the 
uh, exit vent on the roof, and therefore some of its nest materials are falling through the vents. Yep, that's what it is. A little sparrow just tweedly-ding and dropping a few pieces of pine needle here and there. And then those pine needles somehow maneuver themselves around to create a scratching noise. It was the most distinct, like you could tell that it was a nail. That's why I'm like, well, it's not a talon. Like eagles and owls and whatnot are too bloody big to get up there. It never occurred to me, a lizard. Also, can I just say, do you don't you hate it when someone uses your name as a condescension? Uh major. Because that is a thing. Of well, course. Dana, I had a school administrator do that to uh-huh. me on a Zoom call one time. Well, it's like Dana, to let you know, well, you young late. Uh-huh. Yeah, because everybody was calling him Mr. So-and-so. And I said, well, Martin, I'll let you know. <laughs> I mean, I gave it right back. Well, he, that man Martin. was not a fan of me, for sure. Oh, my God. Because I was like, don't use my name like it's a curse word. Okay. Well, Dana, and like I'm stupid, my name is not a condescension. You, uh, I hate that. I hate it too. I don't like to be called sweetie or hun or any of uh, that either. Unless you're uh, my grandma, mid sixties at the Waffle House when I go home to Atlanta. Sure. Yeah, and that's what you go there for. They are flow from Alice. Yes. Yes. And, and it's 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 a it's like going to one of those restaurants where people are rude to you. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. But in real life, if somebody calls me Hunter Honey and they are not my grandma, no. And also don't use my name as a condescension. My mama and daddy gave me that name and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that happened to you. I am 100% glad that that alligator lizard did not fall on your head while you were peeing. Okay. That was also the only reason why I wasn't freaking. Not that something couldn't push it down, but it was like partially sealed from when they painted the ceiling. God knows how many years ago. So like there was some paint in which so I falsely or accurately was like, well, it's partially sealed like every inch or so. So there's no way it can fall through. Well, they pulled it down. No problem. Right. I'm I'm sure. And if that thing had gotten any bigger and laid eggs. The eggs, that's the most horrifying part. I should have asked them to make sure they cleaned it out. Oh, no. Can I, I think they did. I swear, because I'm like, well, that hasn't been open since at least 16 years, maybe longer. Uh, they did, because they were probably like, we don't want to come back here. That was oh, scary. my God. He was scared. <laughs> I think it's a snake. I have to be honest. I'm scared. Yeah, I don't blame you, dude. Ah. <laughs> uh... You're like, me too. I live here. That's why I called you. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. What okay. do you have to bring I've us got a rant. Week? Let me read it to you here. Um, We'll, we'll keep it kind of short, but uh, here we go. People making mm-hmm. up excuses or false answers to questions they don't know the answer to. Actually, that actually really well goes with your rant, too. Like your <laughs> landlord going, yeah, I think it's a well, bird. Jessica, this happens. Oh, really? Jurassic <laughs> dinosaur lizards just happen to fall into people's houses all the time above their toilets? Ooh. Anyway. Um, questions they don't know the answer to. Just say, you know, I'm not sure. Let me find out. Don't make up some baloney and think that it is okay and will suffice and make the issue go away or temper someone's frustration. 
like the elevator in my hotel was broken and I mentioned it to the front desk and they said, oh, someone is probably just holding the door open. I said, really? For 10 minutes? Hours later, a sign was hung on the elevator saying it was out of order. Yeah, I I cannot stand that. And I have to say, you know, this is going to go against my child's bouquet he made for me that I'm nice. Oh. <laughs> because I was definitely not nice to my poor husband. Uh, we were talking about wanting to make some decisions. I'm sure everybody's heard that like LAUSD did some bad things during COVID mm -hmm. with education. Yep. And we were kind of in the middle of some of that. And uh, because we were doing online schooling for a bit. Yep. Uh, and so we had spoken to a lawyer and she kind of laid everything out for us, what her options were, blah, 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 blah. So when he and I were discussing it, he was like, yeah. He just like pulled some stuff out. He's like, well, I don't think this, this, and this would happen because this, that, and that. And I just stared at him and I go, <laughs> I go, why? And he goes, well, just because this, this, blah, 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 blah. Like the details don't matter. It was just that he was spouting bullshit that he didn't know yeah. to convince me to convince me to calm down. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I had lost it at that point. I was fighting. I was in mama bear mode. Okay. Yes. No one will do horrible harm to my child, you know. <laughs> so when he gave his reasoning, I go, yeah. I go, I got a question to ask you. How do you know? Are you a lawyer? Oh, my God. He goes, well, no, I'm just assuming. And I go, oh, you're assuming. But you're speaking it to me to convince me to be quiet as if it's right. I go, I'm sorry, but that's not what the lawyer just said who we spoke to. So what law school did you attend that taught you differently? Oh my God. Finally, he had to say, you're right. I don't know what I'm talking about. And then, of course, because I am an uber meanie, I go, yeah, that's right. And while we're on the subject, stop doing that to me. If you don't know something, don't make it up and go, well, actually, I think. Blah, 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 Thank blah. you. Just say, I'm not sure. Yes. And my favorite, you know what? I really don't know, but let me see if I can find someone who does. Correct. I don't expect you to know everything and you don't either, but don't make it up just to appease or to move on. Quiet because me. it's Yes. 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 Don't say things that you're spewing as fact when you have no basis for that knowledge. You plucked that knowledge out of your anus. <laughs> Yes. That knowledge came from your butthole. You made it up. It came out of your butt. You sewed it into a blanket and you're trying to lay that blanket over me. Ah! I do not accept. <laughs> Am I wrong? No. Also, you no. know what's really not a joke? Uh, when people do that, especially at a restaurant, and you say, oh, is uh, the soup dairy free or is the soup does, you know, is such and such gluten free, whatever they say. I think so. You think so? Yeah. Sometimes people are asking because they have medical issues. Or are allergic uh, and yes. they could die. Yes. You say, I'm not sure. <laughs> Let me go ask the chef. Also, why don't you know, you fool, in this day and age? <laughs> But seriously, when people go, I, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. 
I hate that. It's like, oh, well, what comes on the turkey club? Um, turkey. And a club. Uh, let it. It's like, <laughs> can you go find out? Okay. Yes. I, I can't stand it. And that happens a lot when you're like in a group of people and something like politics comes mm-hmm. up or something specific about, you know, animals. Well, I don't really think there's that many killer bees around here. You know, maybe some some hives are aggressive. But oh, yeah. What fucking bee school did you go to? <laughs> Is your grandma a bee? And she told you these tales that have been passed down through the family. Nah, I'll tell you, you pulled that out your butt. (laughs) That is a butt shawl of information that you're trying to put over my shoulders and I ain't having it. (laughs) Butt shawl. Yes. Data. (laughs) It's baloney. I cannot. You have no this. basis for that. You're just spewing words out your mouth. Gross, because the thoughts came out your butt. Unbelievable. <laughs> anyway, rant over. <laughs> I think it's time for a cleansing breath. <laughs> Between Secret Playboy, Alligator and Butt Shawls, we need a cleansing breath. <laughs> Try to rein in this <laughs> crazy. Oh my god! We've just ranted about sometimes silly things, sometimes heavy mm-hmm. things. I think we had a mixture of both this mm-hmm. week, um, but we like to get it all out to have some sense of normalcy in this crazy mm-hmm. world right now. We get it out, and then we take a deep breath in, blow out all the bad, and fill up the rest of the show with mostly good news and kindness or funny. Yes. <laughs> mostly. <laughs> So if you can scream it out, I always recommend that. I know it sounds crazy and be careful with your voice, with your mm-hmm. button, but it is a real release. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can't scream it out, still please at least pause. Take this breath with us. Breathing is so lovely. It's going to make really you feel better. Is. It just unwinds you. It's like you get your panties in a twist. You take a deep breath and your panties just come untwisted, even mm-hmm. if it's just a little bit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fashion is really on my mind today. <laughs> All right, let's take a deep breath in. And. Uh, oh, yeah. Going right into this corner uh-huh. with a weirdo of the week. You're oh. weird. You're so very weird. Why must you bring your weirdness here? I love how my voice always ends at the It's like my father. I can't sustain the breath support. And it's like, eep. (laughs) I love that you just outed your dad as not being able to sing a long breath. (laughs) Uh, It's exactly like me. I love it. Okay. um, Brought to us by Spooky. It's been a while. It's been a minute. Yes. U.S. family visiting Israel tries to take home unexploded bomb as a souvenir. Now, I didn't read the article because I decided I wanted to be surprised by it. But mm-hmm. I will tell you when you I saw read the picture. That, I No, I just read the headline in our outline. 
Uh-huh. And I thought, mm, this might easily be me. <laughs> yeah. I myself being like, what a cool piece of history. You're like, it hasn't, it didn't open. It, it must obviously be expired. It didn't work. It's fine. <laughs> I am picturing how petrified the airport workers must be. I'm oh serious God. because I, yeah. I think I would have a heart attack. Oh God. Yes. An American family caused quite the scare at Israel's main international airport. Of course it was an airport. American family. Of course it was. Of course it was. Ugh. Last week, after presenting an unexploded bombshell as a souvenir at a security check, passengers at Ben Gurion Airport in Tel Aviv suffered the fright of their lives last Thursday when a U.S. family casually presented an unexploded ordinance at a security check. A member of the family, whose names have not been revealed, had reportedly picked up the explosive as a souvenir on a visit to the Golan Heights and decided that it would be a good idea to take it home to the States as a souvenir. According to eyewitnesses, the man simply took it out of his backpack and showed it to a security staff, asking them if it could be put in a suitcase. Uh, We'll post the picture of this. Number one, it's not small. I mean, it's like larger than an adult hand in length. I'm looking at like a hand next to it. Shocked by the unexpected, quote, souvenir, one security officer ordered the immediate vicinity of the old bombshell to be cleared. But another passenger misheard the order and started shouting terrorist shooting. Oh, God. Oh, my God. God. I see people on the ground hiding. (sighs) Panic ensued almost instantly and video shortage from the airport shows people either shouting and fleeing or simply lying on the floor waiting for the danger to pass. Oh my God, these people should be arrested. Seriously. Yeah. <sighs> oh my God. I mean, yeah, it's not uh, small. I mean, it's not ginormous, but it is not small. The unexploded bombshells believed to date back to the Israeli-Syrian War of 1967. The Golan Heights was pummeled by heavy bombings and artillery during the Six-Day War, and decades-old unexploded ordnance is still discovered periodically. This is why one of the billion reasons why war is awful. I mean, this still goes on in Cambodia and many other countries where there's landmines that have not been detonated. Um, As for the U.S. family, they were held for a quick round of questioning, and once officials determined they were not a threat, they were allowed to board the plane back home. No, I am shocked. <laughs> I don't. My know eyes are popping what. out. I, I like. I joked and said, "Oh, I can see myself doing that," but honestly, I don't. It's like when you see old westerns and they're carrying sticks of dynamite in the back of the wagon. <laughs> you're like, "No, yes, not yes. in a million years." <laughs> I would walk to California. Before Seriously. I <laughs> and I don't want to be crap. handling anything explosive that hasn't exploded Mm-mm. because it's not stable. No way. No way. No. That's insanity. I will tell you one thing really quick as an aside, because I always will remember this. I heard this on NPR. This was remember when they started putting in those freaking things that we all have to go through now i'm not a conspiracy theorist but if you think i like going to the airport uh uh-huh and having that radiation every time and we look naked yes like you can see fat deposits so they can see my boobs it's i still always get felt up and checked out most of the time even after going through those by the way um but 
the head of security for Ben Gurion Airport was on NPR when those first came about saying what a joke that was and that that was a way to make money, that it does not find what they are looking for. Remember the guys was explosive powders. He said it does not pick up the things that they are telling you in America that they do. And do you know what they do in Ben Gurion? They look at your pupils. Number one, they don't have people that make $12 an hour working TSA. They have highly, highly trained people who look you dead in the eye and ask you specific questions. And based on the movement of your pupils, they know if you're lying or not. Yes. You can't control uh, pupil dilation. They've never once had a hijacking or a terrorist incident at the airport. That's so fascinating with success Mm -hmm. because, you know, they say uh, when you're with another person to watch their eyes and if their eyes dilate, they probably are in love with you uh, because you can't control that. But also one thing, you know me, I'm obsessed with true crime stuff. Mm -hmm. And you know how everyone always explains people, survivors who are attacked, they say, oh, their eyes were black. They look like a demon. Well, there's a reason for that because when your adrenaline is high, your pupils dilate. Yep. So if you are lying, your pupils would dilate. If yep. you are murdering something, you have black eyes <laughs> because it's, it's uncontrollable physically yes. for a human to control that. So that's oh wow, yeah, yep. wow, interesting. Stop being idiots! I can't believe that they were not like charged or something. That's just it's a little surprising, but maybe they were like, "You're so stupid, we can't even." <sighs> feel good about punishing you like, what if that went <laughs> off and took out the whole airport i'm absolutely. serious absolutely like what if he's like oh and dropped it and that's what it took to set that's it off I, I don't know anything it. about it but i, no, I mean but it. they're unstable explosives is the point it's unstable yes. because it didn't go off when it was supposed to but that doesn't mean it won't ever go off right yeah Ugh, scary all right well my corner is honestly <laughs> I don't often fight with you about the labeling of corners, but we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one, Jessica. Okay. You labeled it an excuse me corner. I would have labeled it an oh, wow. Okay. okay. (laughs) All right. Here we go. This is from the Mm mirror.uk. It is written by Dean Murray and Laura Sharman. They are news reporters for the mirror. Uh, here we go. Nightmarish humanoid child robot that bleeds and has seizures could save lives. Now, just reading that, you're probably thinking, now, Dana, Jessica was probably right. But let me get into it, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Pedioroid. Don't like the name, but we'll move on. So weird. It sounds like something from the Jetsons, okay? (laughs) Pedioroid. It's also Pedia underscore Royd. I did not like it. Yeah, it's not a great name, but it it is a name designed to instill fear, I believe. (laughs) It's described as the world's first humanoid designed specifically for pediatric emergency care training. The bot bot can realistically simulate the jittery movements of a child who is reluctant to receive treatment or a sudden change in medical condition. In contrast to motionless dummies used for most medical training, Pedioroid displays realistic childlike behaviors, including kicking and screaming in fear or pain. Oh, that's uh, actually 
amazing. It is because, well, let me get keep going. The child robot is also designed to help trainee dentists learn how to work with unruly children. My son hates the dentist. He does pretty oh, yeah. good. But I've seen other kids that are like, nope, I'm out of the chair. Yes, you know? they freak out. <laughs> freak out. A Japanese robotic startup, Timsuk, says that it has developed it in response to the fact that there are few opportunities for clinical training for children in the field of medical education. They explain, quote, it can reproduce in detail the expression of emotions such as anxiety, fear, resistance, changes in facial color, pupils, and breathing sounds. In addition to dental treatment, the system can be used for training in various fields of pediatric medicine, including emergency care. Simulations can be customized via PC with 24 programmable drive shafts, enabling joint movements to mimic symptoms like seizures. Wow. Compressed air accutators keep the robot from breaking while being held down, and the arms and legs can flap and swing erratically. Pedioroid also features a beating heart, replenishable imitation blood, and replaceable individual teeth that can be shaved or drilled upon. Wow. We pulled together our robotic expertise to create a humanoid that suddenly falls ill or presents drastic changes in symptoms. So medical trainees can experience tense moments and learn how to save lives under tremendous pressure. New doctors, nurses, and EMTs often panic under pressure because they've only been able to practice on motionless dummies. Mm -hmm. Pedioroid not only develops symptoms, but also throws a tantrum, forcing the students to hold it down while trying to treat the child properly. It's an ultimate emergency simulator. I thought that was amazing. Yes. Because it is true. Like, they're doing all this training, but when you have a child oh screaming and kicking and flailing and terrified, bleeding or seizing. Or can't I mean, speak for a number of reasons and tell you what's wrong. Yes, oh to know you continue to give help in the face of those struggles is, I mean, priceless. It's really incredible. I was really creeped I mean, out by it. It is a creepy thing. I, I am say. creeped out by AI. Uh, have you going. seen the uh, hell, the hell, Freudian slip, <laughs> the hotel? I think it's in Japan or China, one of the two that is completely robot automated. Nope. Yeah. I don't it's, think a little, I can... it's a little bit <laughs> creepy. And what's so creepy about those things to me, though, is that, you know, Ex Machina. Did you ever see that movie? Yes. When it comes to AI technology and robots and things, uh, if that day ever comes for us, I, I will never be able to hurt them. I mean, I don't even kill spiders or mosquitoes anymore. How am I gonna how am I gonna protect myself against a robot that's stronger than me and looks like a human? I, I, I won't. I won't. I'll just be killed. <laughs> <laughs> I oh definitely God. would believe whatever an AI robot told me. If they were like, I care about you, we can get out of here together, I would be like. I care about you too. Let's go. Let's find a farm. Let's get a llama and some chickens. And then they would murder me. Did you ever watch Westworld? Yes. It was so real, right? Like, yes. I mean, obviously, because it's humans playing robots. Right. But right. incredible. I mean, Ex Machina is an older movie, but if you mm -hmm. haven't seen it, you won't be scared out of your britches. You watch it. <laughs> uh, AI scares me. It does. 100%. Because they 
AI, the way it's progressing now, because we just keep pushing and pushing, uh, it's making its own decisions. And doing, uh, like, it's, this is creepy. It's <laughs> real creepy. I mean, if that child bleeding robot got up off the table and came running after me, gnashing its teeth that they've drilled down, I'd be running like crazy. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, that's my corner, Jess. All right. Well, I have a corner. I'm I mean, sorry. I shouldn't make a joke about this, but I should I'm not have... going to make a joke. Go on. Oh, I'm sorry. I interrupted you. No, please. I was just going to say, I'm sorry I disagreed with you on the title, but I had specific How dare medical, you? You medical can always... reasons. <laughs> I totally agree. <laughs> well, this actually ties in not uh, we didn't even plan for this. And I love uh, when things work out like this. But from the top of the show and then bringing it full circle, this is uh, very timely. This is an organization called WellSeek, W-E-L-L-S-E-E-K. Yes. WellSeek works with advocates and organizations to create social impact for the intersection of gender equality and community care. As a collective, we're shifting the paradigm of women's mental health and the change makers and allies who are leading the way. Mm. Why is, quote, wellness failing women? Despite a rapidly growing global wellness market now worth over $4.2 trillion, mental health disorders are still on the rise and disproportionately impact women. Women's health is inextricably linked to their status in society. It benefits from equality and suffers from discrimination. Today, the status and well-being of countless millions of women worldwide remain tragically low. As a result, human well-being suffers and the prospects for future generations are dimmer. That is from the World Health Organization, Women's Mental Health, and Evidence-Based Review. WellSeek's initiatives are focused on public policy determinants identified by the World Health Organization to play critical roles socio-cultural factors, community support, and personal development skills. According to WHO, women are twice as likely as men to suffer from depression, anxiety, eating disorders, and other mental health struggles. Without addressing how we improve the structural determinants which define their lives and health, our current wellness industry is missing the mark in creating a true positive impact along their path to profit. Led by founder Dr. Monica Moe, our community is igniting deeper conversations that initiate sustainable solutions that empower and inspire a better tomorrow. Because when we help women, we help the world. Wow. Here are the areas we're focused on. Advocacy, we amplify support for women who are activating public support for change at a cultural and community level. Community, we share accessible resources and social connections to provide compassionate support in times of need. Media, we create conscious content alongside the voices, rewriting the narrative on women's health and well-being. Anyways, it's a really beautiful site. Um, there's a lot, a lot to explore on here as far as what they offer, how you can work with them, how you can connect, how you can be a supporter. It's a really wonderful site. Um, and I love that uh, the bottom of their page says, let's join forces for the greater good. Uh, one of my favorite that. quotes that several of my friends use on the regular basis is a high tide raises all ships. So please seek them out. Their website is wellseek.io. And at first I was like, huh, but that is what worked as a link. I don't know what the IO is. That is I've new to some. me. Yeah, I've seen some. I don't know what it means. Is that either, international I... organization? Maybe? maybe. 
I don't know. Somebody can tell us, or we could just look it up ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but check out WellSeek. Yes, um, I love that. You know, uh, hearing that more women suffer from mental health issues, it's not surprising to me. And I'll, and I'll right? tell you why, if I can just share my therapy mm-hmm. with you this week, you know, I'm always pretty open and vulnerable about what I'm going through. And I've been sure. in a funk the last couple of weeks, like an angry, mm-hmm. almost paralyzed, can't be motivated to do anything mm-hmm. kind of funk. And I was talking to my therapist about it. And I, you know, I was like, my words for it were lazy and not able to, you know, just be a human and all right. these things. And it, she's so lovely. She was like, okay, you know, I hear you talk constantly about, oh, I feel like I have to keep my house in order. Other mothers are better at it than I am. And my husband works all day. So you run around and like manic clean, trying to prove your worth in the home or whatever. And then I hear you talk about your friends always call you, you know, when they're having a hard time and you make sure you answer the phone because they may need you. It may be an emergency. She said, I hear a lot of this about other people taking care of, you know, feeling guilt about not being there for your father, things like that. She said, may I ask you, what have you been doing recently for self-care? And I was like, oh, uh, I guess staying in bed. She's like, no, that's not what I mean, Dana. She's like, when's the last time you painted? And I said, you know what? Honestly, it's been a couple of months. Mm -hmm. Why? Do you not enjoy it anymore? I said, I love it. I just haven't had a chance. Okay. Uh, What about your plants? How are your plants doing? And I said, honestly, I haven't been tending to them the way I normally do. Mm-hmm. I haven't lost anybody, but normally I am in there pruning. I make them look show ready, you know, because mm-hmm. it makes me happy. And sure. I've fallen off on that just because I'm like, and whatever the reasons, it doesn't matter. She goes, okay, so here's your assignment. I'm going to give you action. She said, I want you to, so, so far we've named your plants, bring you joy, um, you know, your painting. I want you to give me three things you're going to do this week for yourself, whether it's go get a facial, go get whatever. So I decided for myself, I'm going to paint this week. Um, I'm going to tend to my plants the way I want to. I've got several terrariums ready to go. I just need to build them. And I love terrariums, you know. Yes. Um, And then I said, I'm going to take myself to the Huntington Gardens. I have lived here for almost 23 years and I have always wanted to go. And I have never gone. I have never made the time to go. And there's no reason I can't do that by myself. I would enjoy it alone. Mm-hmm. And I, she said, you have to promise me that you are, that is your action for this week. You are going to do it. And while you are there, you are going to enjoy it fully and not be thinking about the things that you haven't done yet that you need to do. This is your assignment. Mm-hmm. This is your action for yourself this week. Yep. And I was like, I love that. So I would like to challenge everybody but just since we're speaking of women and I'm totally <laughs> all, all of you out there who have homes to take care of and, and jobs and, or families or whatever your situation mm-hmm. is, take three things this week. And when she said, what do you want to do? What would make you happy? I was like, Oh, and she goes, and I want them to be feasible, practical things you can yes. do this week. And I go, Oh, well, okay. That changes it. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I just want to say to all of you listening, I challenge you. Do it. I want you to do your action this week is to do three things that make you happy. And yep. do not tell yourself, I should be doing the dishes. I should be picking up prescriptions. I should be getting my groceries. No, yep. this is your assignment. It is self-care and it is important. 
I love that you said that too, because I know I'm guilty of that. And I think most women are, that is so key. Like stop berating yourself or thinking about what you could or should or blah, 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 because Because it ruins the good times too. Exactly. Yes. You can't be present Mm -mm. and it can Mm -hmm. be the littlest thing. You guys, I never do this. I love products and all this and i always buy it and then i'll look and i'm like half of this shit has been sitting for how long it's probably not even good anymore the other night do you know what i wanted to do i just wanted to take a really long shower after Mm -hmm. a long day and i did and alan came in he goes oh what are you doing because it wasn't late but i was like laying on the bed and i (laughs) that's when he saw if you follow our social media my horrifying (laughs) mask that i put on remember my horrifying video of that (laughs) yes (laughs) but even something that simple i'm not kidding i took a really long relaxing shower and then i got out of the shower i was in clean pajamas and i put on a freaking hydrating facial mask and i literally took 20 minutes to lay there and let it do its thing and i felt like a million bucks afterwards yeah. and it cost me all of $3. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. do that and yeah. do as Dana said, do not think about the next thing. Try to enjoy the moment. I also did that this Sunday. Finally, I'm always like, well, I should be doing this or I need to email about this for work. And I'm like, nope, yeah. we're not doing that today. Today is no. going to be a day off for where I don't do that. anything except just have fun, whatever yeah. that means. Yeah. Because we put others first all the time. Here's a yes. here's a very simple example of it. Uh, Jessica, you gave me a candle, a couple of candles. There was a time in my life where I would not burn candles unless company was coming through. Mm-hmm. And I just said to myself, no, no. Why does it have, why do the nice things have to be for everyone else? Yes. Why can I not light a candle for no reason in my house so that I can smell happy, yum, yum, fun time? Yes. I can't. While you're painting, while you're doing anything. While I'm watching true crime on my iPad in bed. I don't care. As long as I blow it out before I go to sleep, it is okay for me to enjoy that. I don't have to save it for someone else. Yep. That was a gift to me. To enjoy for myself. And Absolutely. that's okay. And I know that's such a simplistic thing to think about. No, that's huge. We, when you add up all the times that you're doing things like that without even thinking, where is the self-care? Mm-hmm. Because if you don't take care of yourself, you're going to be crazier than me. And I guarantee <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> anyway, I love that, Jessica. Thank you for sharing. Oh, of course. I feel like my rave is a little bit uh, also apropos to some mm-hmm. of the things that we talked about earlier. Uh, my rave for this week is Hearts of Gold. You can mm-hmm. find them at heartsofgold.org. Um, working in partnership with homeless mothers and their children. Mm. Hearts of Gold helps them create positive, sustainable change in their lives under three umbrella objectives. Stabilize support and sustain we engage with the moms and kids we serve to help them gain the knowledge skills and confidence they need to be able to transition out of the shelter system and become fully independent and productive members of society our programs include our hog fresh start university workforce development program which provides on-the-job training at our resale store the thrifty hog and scholarships to support higher educational opportunities for mothers. For the children, 
We provide private and semi-private tutoring at our Hearts of Gold Learning Center, which includes a building skills associated with STEAM, S-T-A-M, disciplines, science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics, as well as a summer camp experience through STEP, our Summer Teen Enrichment Program. Our services include fresh start bags, baby shower in a bag, an annual back-to-school backpack giveaway, and annual Christmas coat giveaway. So some of the things, I just want to give you some statistics um, real quick, and then I'll read you a little bit more about what they do. But 35,200 lives have been positively impacted since 1984. $258,000 spent to equip our school-aged kids with backpacks filled with great appropriate school supplies. 400-plus fresh start bags annually given to moms entering or leaving shelter life. Mm. I love that. Uh, Hearts of Gold accomplishes its mission in partnership with its adopted shelters. We have a close collaborative relationship with each shelter, in particular with their respective directors who identify the mothers and children most in need. Because the work we do is beyond the shelter's operational scope, our work is of critical importance, not only to the moms and kids we serve, but also to the overburdened shelters themselves. Mm. I love it. Um, you can go to their website. They have ways you can donate, ways you can help. It gives more information about them. Please check them out. These moms and children need help. Yes. And I know right now, if you're saying that people are being forced to not use birth control, mm-hmm. have no access, you know, I, listen, these people need help. So yes. if you're going to be forcing that, then you best step up and help. Okay. I mean, regular, hardworking, full functional families can't afford have, things. Can't these afford days. to survive without more than one job in the home. No. I know people. You, Jessica, have like five jobs. Our friend Kate <laughs> has like three. Our, my yes. friend Gracie has two. Like it's not okay. It's and not okay. We're educated, able-bodied, smart, Absolutely. intelligent people. <laughs> And none of you have children. Can no. you imagine if you had children? Uh, absolutely not. I mean, all of us practice. Because all I would be doing is working. Correct. <laughs> and then who takes care of your baby? Because I'll tell you, it costs more than a mortgage to have childcare. Oh. Do you know that the average going rate for a babysitter out here is $30 an hour? I'm sorry, what? For one child, $30 an hour. And my friend told me the place he called with like professional vetted babysitters $30 an hour with a seven-hour minimum. Who can do that? Give me a freaking break. Especially if it's like, I want to go to the movies with my husband and see a rated R movie instead of Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I can't afford $300 to do it. Holy crap. I will remind you, and if I can find it again, I will post it on Rants and Raves. I had my own business card made when I was a babysitter. Uh-huh. I made... One dollar an hour. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, there was a time, I don't remember what family kicked it up a notch and gave me two dollars an hour. They had three kids. Oh. When, well, they had two at the time. They had a third child. So I have your two children under the age of five, and now your infant, your newborn, like from the time I was three months old on. And I asked for a raise of one dollar, one dollar per child, and they turned me down. 
Unbelievable. I and remember- I was certified in infant and child CPR. I got certified at Scottish Rite Atlanta's Children's Hospital. What? I was certified through a babysitter's course through the hospital. I was also that babysitter that would bring books that I thought were mm-hmm. fun for kids mm-hmm. and construction paper and activities like I really was Mrs. Doubtfire starting at the age of 10. Okay. No, I remember babysitting for the neighbor across the street, two kids, $3 an hour. But, you know, I got her back because I ate all their peanut butter. (laughs) (laughs) Because if I was babysitting for you, I was going to look at your food. I'm an overweight girl. You don't think I ain't looking at your food. (laughs) I will never forget a family I babysat for. The pantry was stocked with jenny craig it was like a big thing back then right Uh uh all jenny craig meals and then i remember she's like come over here and she brought me into her laundry room and then you know those upper high cabinets you're like who the hell stores anything up there anyways because nobody can even reach it yes that's where she had all the goods the little debbies and the can't she's like help yourself but nobody knows this is here except me shut up and And i was dying it with you well, you know, even her husband didn't. She's like, you think he's ever walked in this room? That is really eye-opening and gives me pause for thought. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my mom had candy and snacks that we weren't allowed to eat, and she'd eat them right in front of us and kept them in her bedroom. Well, my I mom is mean. Yes, or my mother was a professional chocolatier when I was a child. Not joking. There were so many things that my mom did over the years. It's probably where I get it from. She sold her handmade truffles that were to die for to Neiman Marcus, like in the early 80s. It was like a big thing locally because they had to be in the freezer or refrigerator or whatever. So my mom would make them and then she would have them like in bags, like, Ziploc storage bags in the freezer and not only my brother and I but our babysitters used to fucking steal those truffles because they were to die for (laughs) but it's like if somebody ordered two dozen you can't give them 23 or 20 no no and my mom would have pre-counted that and then they would come back to her and be like so my mom taped I I can't even say this without laughing because it's so hilarious in capital letters, keep your filthy hand, keep your filthy paws off. Hilarious. Paws, your filthy paws, paws off. Filthy. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, Lordy. Well, listen, I digress. Hearts of gold, dark orange, please yes. check them out. I, uh, I love what they do. It's amazing. Jessica. Dana. I think that's our show. I think it is. Um, Would you like to tell people how to get a hold of us one more time? Yes. Please find us on Instagram and Facebook at the Rants and Raves podcast. On Twitter at Raves underscore the. You can send a direct email to the Rants and Raves podcast at gmail.com. Or go to our website. Hit the contact button. www.therantsandravespodcast.com. Dot com. Thank you, Jessica. Indeed. Um, Anything you need to share that you're watching or consuming? I guess we kind of did that at the top of the show. We did, but I will say one thing. If you can get the self to the theater, if you live in the Los Angeles area, I cannot recommend this enough. Uh, I'm always going to tout live theater. So will Dana, wherever you can find it, anywhere in the world. But right now in Los Angeles at the Geffen Playhouse, 
we have Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Wow. Uh, I cannot recommend it enough. It is 60 years old, which is hard to believe. I know. But it still holds so much weight. And it is, if you don't know the story about a very dysfunctional marriage, mm-hmm. um, please go see it. It's starring Callista Flockhart and oh. Zachary Quinto. Hey, Dios mio. He is wonderful. so good and so hot. And let me tell you something. I'm not totally familiar with Callista Flockhart's acting. I know Ally McBeal, of course, but I never right. watched it. It wasn't a show. Oh, you I didn't? Watched. My mom loved nope. that show. We watched it. She was outstanding, and so was Zachary. It's so good, you guys. It's a three-hour-long play. Yeah. And there's two intermissions. I even said, if it's bad, we'll leave after the first intermission. I was on the edge of my seat. Wow. And we the entire audience leapt to their feet for a standing ovation at the end. It's incredible. Wow. Highly, highly recommend it. Excellent. Yep. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Well, I told you all everything I've been watching, uh, <laughs> so I don't need to get into that. But I do have a uh, point to ponder that is actually Perfect. sort of apropos to that. Great. Um. So I'll read this point to ponder. Jessica, I adore you. I adore I you. I am sorry that I was, that I texted you first thing this morning and said, I have no idea what plans we have set up for today. <laughs> I doubt you were shocked. Hilarious. Um, but I do enjoy you. I love doing this show. I love our listeners. Same. Here we go. Watching reruns helps your brain relax. Now, I've told you how. I don't know. I, I even said to our friend Shomer, I was like, I don't know what this says about me, but every night my night night viewing is South Park. <laughs> I will fall asleep to South Park because I feel like it's better to fall asleep to that than a crime podcast mm-hmm. and like fill my head with murder before I sleep. <laughs> um, not that South Park is like the happiest show ever, but it does make me laugh. It's so stupid, but smart at the same time. Mm-hmm. I've seen all the episodes. And I was like, why do I just re-watch these over and over? <laughs> well, watching your favorite shows and movies, rereading your favorite books, and listening to your favorite music over and over actually has benefits. It puts your mind in a state of ease. As humans, we have a limited pool of mental resources. Hmm. When we're overwhelmed, we begin to have less self-control and less motivation for the tasks at hand. But when you watch a rerun or listen to your favorite tunes, you don't have that overwhelmed feeling. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I thought it was. Anyway, so if you're the person, and listen, I go through phases. Like I did, I went through all of Family Guy for a while. I Mm -hmm. went through all of South Park two or three times. I went through tons of Golden Girls. Like it has become a habit for me that I will watch something repeatedly before i go to sleep and now this makes sense why yep right you don't have to exert extra effort to control what you're thinking which means your brain can do a quick mental reset interesting so there you go guys watch your favorite things over and over yeah oh yeah i watched the crazies the other day which i've probably (laughs) seen 12 times 
it's not relaxing. Just don't go looking for it thinking, Dana said that she watches this. I'm not, it's the a craziest. zombie. It's a zombie movie. Oh, my God. So don't go looking for it for relaxation. <laughs> if, you're not, if you're not crazy like me, Jessica, we'll be yes. back next week. Yeah. We will. All right. I love you. Love you, too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.